Right, welcome right. back to another episode of Farm Hammer. This is our Carnage review show, effectively. And it is myself, along with the other participating Carnage member, Mr. Mark Roberts. Good evening, lovely people. Back to the back to the OG, just the two of us, how it all started. Yep. Go on, what, yeah, what, I mean, what there's not, not much else to really... I've not been doing much else other than Carnage. Everything prior to this was kind of prep for this, especially for me with me being busy with work and everything. Last time, last episode, obviously, me and Cara and Andy spoke about their events. Um, you were at the Northern Invasion one, weren't you? Yeah, was the one day. Yeah. i got to yeah. do it. <laughs> one, two, because I, I came up against Death Armies and turns out Slave to Darkness and a big fan of screens to come back. Or or Ethereal Night Haunt, that's the other problem. Yeah, yeah. minus three renders is great into those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Super. So yeah, we'll just we'll just fire into our our carnage journey. I mean, I, I think we, we did say and I did say that we were gonna record this on the car on the way up. Yeah. But ultimately I decided against that because I wasn't sure if there'd be background noise from the car. We also didn't get the for final standing still fairly far up our journey because of all the the soft scoring that was added and the soft scoring itself as we spoke about in the car was something i kind of wanted to to think about for a couple of days before i sort of formed opinions on it yeah there's a lot because to... it was something that well i haven't played into before we don't really have up here so it was a a unique thing for me anyway well, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, apart from the narrative event we went to in Durham, that was probably the yeah, yeah. the softest scoring event we've ever been to, I think. Yeah. And the narrative event's different because you know that going into it, this was still a very competitive event. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, like, the lists were, were pulling no punches. But there was that huge soft scoring flavour to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll definitely kind of touch on that when we get around to discussing our positions. <laughs> As it had a dramatic effect for for one of us. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, why came I came down as far as Sterling, and uh, you picked me up from outside Common Ground. Well, I think what we need to do actually is we need to rewind the clock. I need to go back maybe about two months when Carnage really started when you talked about let's create a playlist. <laughs> yes. Because that playlist had huge ramifications. It actually did, which is really dumb. <laughs> it really did yeah this this stupid idea of oh we've such divergent music tastes let's just throw together a playlist for the car and then it ended up actually factoring into our weekend <laughs> it did end on a massive difference to the weekend who knew we, we didn't know <laughs> no oh uh, yeah so yeah there was, there was the infamous playlist yeah and yeah, so you, you pick you picked me up, and we jumped into your wee car, and we just flew down the road. It was, it was pretty quick. Yeah, we were down about five o'clock, weren't we? About yeah. Half five or something. Pretty, sure, pretty sure we were in the pub before six. Ah, absolutely. Two pints in by ten past. Yeah, yeah, that was. No, that's always the goal, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think one thing for the weekend, I think that it was a fairly. The Friday night was a little bit heavy, but not. Not as bad as I've seen it. And I think it was a fairly chill weekend for the booze overall. 
Oh, I don't know. I, I was kind of on the Saturday morning before breakfast. I was uh, hanging up my ass somewhat. <laughs> I remember having the sweats, waiting for waiting to be seated for breakfast. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we were on it, but like we were fairly, we were pretty responsible on the Saturday night. And I think it's something I've noticed with events that we can drink at all day. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the same need to get on it when the event finishes. Obviously, we're common ground where we we can't drink all day. As soon as it finishes, it's like right pub. Okay. Yeah, you're necking and back almost gonna. Yeah, but this time, you know, game one, you have a couple of beers. Game two, you're just kind of slowly day drinking, which is definitely my preferred way to drink anyway. Yeah, or you're drinking bloodthirsters. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> double bloodthirsters was when I got you at what? Just out, just the back of lunchtime, you were on the double bloodthirsters. Yeah, it was very nice. But it was which just. I think, I think, as Pete pointed out in his live stream, what they call a cocktail is very much. <laughs> Pushing the definition of a cocktail. Yeah. I mean, the bloodthirster is literally vodka and Fanta Twist with that's ice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really That that isn't a cocktail by any any definition of the word. I think I'm pretty sure you need to have like two different liquors before it's a cocktail. Yeah, and maybe like a bit of fruit or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, you don't. You don't have to have two because an old fashioned's a cocktail, and it's just like bourbon bitters bit of orange peel bit of brown sugar you know it's there's not much so yeah i still it's still not a cocktail we're just (laughs) so yeah so we got up had our breakfast wondered the arduous well we met um dan and mark at breakfast yeah um had breakfast with them, got ready to head across the, the arduous journey from the Premier Inn all the way to Allen Games. Took us literally minutes. Yeah, it's possibly even closer than the travel lodge in Stirling to Common Ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready to rock up. It was your first time at Allen Games, so you had that excitement to look forward to as well, seeing the place and the Aladdin's Cave of Wonders that it is. Yeah, and I, I don't know what I was expecting, because um, he'd obviously told me the shop wasn't as big as what I'd think it was, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely rammed the shop. Well, that's the thing, yeah, it's not big, but it is dense. Like, yeah. there's, it's, I think what, what surprised me the most the first time I went down is the amount of hobby product they have. Yeah, in terms of like paints and bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, and... Stuff from Green Stuff World, there's stuff from AK Interactive, all this stuff that up here we could only get online. Being able to physically see so much of it, like, mm-hmm. would make such a difference to a lot of projects that I uh, would do if I could see what it is before I bought it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so we get in, we we find our. Well, also worth pointing out, this was their first time using stats and ladders at a tournament. Yeah, there were a few teething problems with it, but I mean, the interface itself seemed pretty straightforward. I know that was kind of we were infuriated after game one. Yeah, there was an issue with the round two draw. Because remember, yeah, we had to look at um, a spreadsheet for it until he got it sorted out. Yeah. But it, it is in beta. It is worth pointing that out. This isn't, it's not officially launched yet. It is still, it is still under beta. Um, and there is things I like about it, for sure. I think it's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I, I would use it for onslaught. If I was a little bit more confident in it, 
Yeah, if Carnage had gone flawlessly, then maybe it would be, but I can... I mean, at the minute, I'll be running BrewDog in November on BCP. Mm-hmm. But there's a big, there's a lot of time between now and November for that to change two stats and ladders. Yeah, events up here. Development time. Yeah, I think uh, Trey was talking about using stats. Think, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. And obviously, there'll be multiple tournaments using it between now and then. So, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. But yeah, so we'll we'll kick off round one. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I'll, okay. I'll take one round first. So, good old AOSP grudged me up for this one. Und, under the impression I'd be taking some destruction, some probably my stone horns potentially. There was the outside chance I'd be taking Lumineth as he knew I had them as well, but no, I rocked up with Carjon Overlords. <laughs> That's into, right. Into his uh, squiggy boys. Well, yeah, it's squig. Yeah, pretty much uh, squigs and some shooters and things like that. And it was a very good game. Um, as, as as he said himself, he made a big mistake, and as soon as he did it, I was very happy. He put his 15 Boing Grots right in the back corner of the table. Right, so you're out of the game for a bit. Well, that that was it. Like I knew I didn't have to worry about them for a minute, and then I could pick off other units before I had... And it meant, because I think he got the double into two. Or there was one point when he got prior, and I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. Cause he, he got the prior with the two, and I'm like, I don't care, because you... Effectively fluffed his turn one, mm-hmm. and his boing grots still weren't in a great position. So I was effectively in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm only really taking one one turn's worth of damage here when I should be taking two. So I'm still going to be in a strong position at the end of this turn. And genuinely, I think if he'd put that fifteen boing grots in the middle of the table, I would have been in a lot more trouble. Yeah, because I would have had to put everything into them to lift them, and then they probably bring seven back. Yeah. But knowing that I didn't have them to worry about for a few turns, I think was was what made me able to play the game my way. And ultimately that's what got me the win in that round. Uh, along with him not being able to bring back rolling was it eight dice looking for no four dice looking for four ups and getting none. Good. To bring back a unit to cap an objective to at least tie the game, if not win it. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that's me and Pete now one and one. I've, I've I've said to him that the, the decider game will happen in Scotland. We've, we've fought on neutral ground at Warhammer World. We've now fought in his home his home ground development game. So now it's on to it's on to Scotland for for my home advantage and the deciding battle. What if your next game is a draw? What are you can do then. Car park knife fight. <laughs> Oh god, I think uh, I think my money's or, uh, <laughs> or, or or a jello pit. I think we get a kid swimming pool, fill it with jelly, strip off and get in there and see who wins. That's the other option for deciding a draw. Right, I really hope one of you wins. I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah, as long as we don't have to see that, we're all happy. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah, okay? so that was a you know, second game of Overlords, first tournament game. Mm-hmm. Get, a, get a solid win. So it's worth mentioning in this at this point, the Carnage secondaries. So there was a list of ten different objectives you could achieve 
in each game. So you pick one at the start of the game. So you can only do five of them over the course of the tournament. And you got five points for getting yours and ten, five points for denying your opponents. So in this game, I got the full 10. Now, I can't remember what, what I picked. But whatever it was, I got it. And I don't think there's any way I can check. No, because it was all paper-based uh, secondary stuff, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on the well, back. It was how um, to do damage to. How to do shooting damage to one unit with three of my units in a phase. Oh well, that was pretty easy. Yeah, so I think I just shot his mangler squig with like two hero pistols and then the boat or something like that to finish it off. So did the chip damage first with the little weapons, and then kill it to get it. Um, so that was good. And you had Zinch, I believe. Yeah, I did indeed. So out of respect, um, can I talk about this off air? I'm not going to mention my opponent's name um, for reasons that we'll kind of discuss as we go along. So yeah, I rocked up and I had um, Guild of Summoners. Um, and there's a little bit of chat on the Saturday night um going into the Sunday about this list. So maybe we'll kind of address the elephant in the room. So the list was technically legal. There was nothing wrong with it. But yep, yep, it's a completely legal list. Yeah. And I think that's because yep. the thing that told them along the way that what you're taking isn't legal because it was legal. Yeah, exactly. It was totally legal. So you had killed the summoners, um, but to summon on a chicken you need to have an Arcanite hero. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have an Arcanite, Arcanite hero. So during our game, there were a couple of a couple of times where he'd summon on a couple of chickens, and they did have an effect on the game. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you're like, summoning on a 400-point multicast yeah. wizard. It should have an effect on the game. Yeah, and I think also he misunderstood Kairos, because um, Kairos is, I think, he's a law master, so he gets all the spells from the demon law. Yes. Using all the spells in the demon and the mortal law. So, like, for example, as Enlightened at a five up ward save um, and bounced a lot of the damage from Varangard and stuff like that. So, so I think, no disrespect, I think if he kind of played it again, um, in hindsight, I, I would have won that game. Because well, I yeah, because, he, because he's got no way to summon, which is a huge crippling blow to a Z charge. Yeah. So I charged my 10 knights onto his home objective because it what was the scenario, I can't remember. There's one where you get two points for... Oh yeah, it was, it was the diagonal ones. There's one for yours, right. one for the middle, plus one for a galley champ, and then two yeah. for your opponents. That's right. So I'd put my knights up close to his home objective. Um, he won priority, or he had priorities, so he did a bit of magic. Um, I made sure my knights were just slightly out of range of magic. Um, we started racking up the summoning points, um, moved forward a little bit, um, jumped on obviously his home objective, started moving towards the middle objective. So he went like one, uh, he got his home objective and he got his battle tactic for like uh, four or something like that. Yeah. Then launched my knights across the board to his home objective. And all he had on his objective was 10 um, Karak Acolytes. And Bellicle. Yeah. So I got in the Acolytes. I took, I think it took like all of them off apart from two. So then I took two points off him because I had his home objective with the Knights. Um, he then won priority 
and got some of the spells off. We had enough spells to summon a chicken. So he summoned a chicken and he then auto, you know, used his destiny list to get the chicken on the objective. Now, obviously, that was illegal because the chicken shouldn't have been there. So it would have been at least, you know, looking at his positioning. I mean, he was kind of like so much of it on his left hand side, kind of castled up a little bit. So mm-hmm. at least two turns of me holding on to his home objective, because Bellico is probably not going to take off 10 Nurgle Knights in that turn. He's not. Like yeah. I don't. I don't even know if physically if he if you rolled everything perfectly. I don't know if Belgar can do enough damage to lift ten knights. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was I was Mystic Shielded, you know. Yeah. Um, I could have got all defensive. You know, rolls had gone my way. Minus one red, minus one to wound. They're going to be there for a, a while. So there would have been. I'm, I'm fairly confident. I, I know I would have got one turn of scoring two. I'm fairly confident I got another turn. Um. Meanwhile, my Varengard went into his Enlightened, um, but his Enlightened had a five aboard save. Yeah. And I would have taken taken the Enlightened off. You know, I maybe left like two, or maybe like two, two Enlightened left. Mm-hmm. But he got quite spiky with his ward saves. I would have probably just ate them as well. Um, so, yeah, by the end of the game, he summoned on two chickens. He was using spells that he wasn't able to. But as I mentioned, there was a lot, a lot of kind of chat back and forth, maybe on Twitter and in different sort of chat groups that were kind of kicking about on the Saturday night into the Sunday morning. Categorically, hand on heart, this guy was was not a cheat. No, and I think it says a lot that he went around and apologised to everybody on the Sunday, and he didn't have to do that. No, he did. He came up to me on the Sunday, and he, he was he was distraught. To be perfectly fair, he, he was. You could you could see it. He was a, a wee bit raw, a wee bit emotional. You know, he was like, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry. And I was like, listen, man, give him a dice, as, as, you know, give him a big you know, handshake, give him a hug and you know, wish him luck for game four and five. Um, you know, we, we all get rules wrong. And we all, maybe when we pick up a book, we look at something and go, oh, my God, that's busted. But then you actually get into the minutiae of it and realise that you can't do that thing for whatever reason. He clearly gone down that route where he just didn't realise. Yeah. That this thing that he was trying to do with his list, he could he couldn't, you know, because it was. But literally, all he all he missed is like two words. He missed Arcanite yeah. in the summoning, and Demon Lore, and not all lore. Like it's exactly it had a huge impact on the game, but it just shows that a couple of words <laughs> makes a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. No, he was he was he was an absolutely lovely guy, and hand on heart, I'd play him again in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I lost game one. I, I, I do think and I, I'm not being kind of like blase about this. I, I do think, in all honesty, I would have won that game because. Well, yeah, I mean, we as enlightened with his only hammer, they should have been deleted. I should have scored his objective at least one turn, probably two, um, and then all he had was just like chaff. He just basically had like um, uh, what do you call yeah, it? Mean, Characterized, you have two units of them left, and Kairos and like one or two little wizards, which I still had 12 Vanguard left, you know? Yeah, the list is built to summon chickens and dominate you with magic. Without that ability, it just doesn't it doesn't function. As, unfortunately, his day two, he, he, he lost both games. Yeah. Um, because, you know, your list just doesn't do what you, what you built it to do. And that's, you know, these things happen. He, you know, he went around, apologized to everybody. Nothing, nothing more to say about, about any issues that went on there. I think, you know, Alex 
handled it in the fairest way he could. Yeah, because I mean, by the time everyone knew about it, there's no way you can go back and re-engineer game one, game two. It's you know. No, and it's the cascade effect of who plays who after that. It's just well, that's it. And then if you if you do change result of game three, which I you know I'm I'm holding my hand up. I I thought at the time that was the answer. It's not fair on game one and two. Mm -hmm. So. Taking a step back and looking at it like a day later, I can see exactly why Alex made the call he did, mm -hmm. because that's the only way to keep everyone the same. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fairer than on who we played game one and game two. Yeah, otherwise it's game three gets gets the result fixed, but game one and two doesn't. And but you know you all got you know extra points, and uh, was it ten points extra? Yeah, ten. I got ten points extra. On and he got twenty the, taken off him or something. Was it? Was that how it worked? Or thirty? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the situation. And as a TO, as, as we both are, someone you just never want to have to deal with. No, exactly. Because someone's going to get disappointed, and you're going to get yeah. you're going to get an argument with somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's why you you want to try and catch as much as you can in list submission, but you can't catch everything. Not everyone knows every army. No, exactly. I mean. To be fair, to Zinch, one of those armies that I know very little about. Yeah, I know nothing about Zinch, because it's an army I have zero interest in playing, therefore I've never bothered to learn much about it. Yeah, exactly. So, round two. Who did you get? What did so you round, get? Round two, I had a lovely fellow called Andy, who can quite possibly rival yourself for dress sense. He's a very smart Smartly dressed. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but you had cable, so instantly I uh, don't like him. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, def definitely rivaling me for, for sensibility <laughs> there. Yeah, so he had two frigates, the Thunderers, the Bubble Boys. You know, you just seems yeah, to be like standard, yeah, your standard sort of KO TM build. Well, well, it's your standard KO mix list. I think there's at the moment there's your Oops, all Thunderers, KO Mixed, and Combat KO. I think you're three archetypes for KO right now. Yeah, this is kind of hybrid. With Oops, all Thunderers being the strongest. Um, and I think yeah. all Melee's got a lot of play. That's definitely tickling my fancy after the weekend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was running a, you know, the Mixed list. Yeah, so I think he was one drop as well. Um, if I remember... Uh, I was also one drop, but he won the roll off, and he let me go first. Yeah. Because it was the scenario, it was a scenario where I just, I just couldn't get across the board, um, even with a three d six charge. And he played a blinder. He was like, you know, null deployed. He had like two units of Arcanauts as screens. He measured out just in case the, I could get the Varangard. He measured out in case I got the double pile into his boats. Measured yeah. out like an absolute boss. And, and that's really going to be a mind. Like you can measure out the charge and think, okay, it's a 12 if he makes it, but you've got that 18-inch ability. You've got that double piling. Like, yeah. You've uh, got to be so careful. Yeah, he had, a, he had a double screen of Arconauts, and, you know, he measured between them um, and then just gave me gave me the turn. So what I could really do was go, right, I need to get onto some objectives and score points. I need to get more objectives than him because it was one with five objectives, that was right. Um and you get more objectives than him, uh, and then he's got to then try and come at me. But I think in hindsight, I should just be kind of kept my army in one area. 
while trying to go after the objectives because he was then able to pick and choose where he wanted to be. Whereas if I kept my army kind of relatively castled up, if you know, depending on the turn roll, I could just like throw everything, you know, just weather the storm of shooting, um, and then just yeah. bounce back. Um, so yeah, you know, he played a binder, just you know, moved everything as he should have, you know, the, the bare minimum to get his guns in line and make my charges really, really difficult. Um, did bridge shenanigans. I just literally like took me off by like two. Yeah. Three, I think it was. It was done. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on. Yeah. So two losses to begin your. Yeah, I was on two losses, and I was getting tore into the bloodthirsters at this point. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to drink during the day on the Saturday because I was still feeling a wee bit kind of yeah, spicy the night before. But we all knew. Well, the first thing I got you was a double bloodthirster, so I thought that yeah. set you on your way. Exactly. It's just like juice. So yeah, my my game two was against James Harrison, and I got to play. I say got to play as if it's some sort of honor. I ended up playing the current boogeyman, the Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and what a glow up they have had! And I never want to play them again. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, great guy. I was speaking to him obviously throughout the game, and he was saying it was this wasn't even really a majorly optimized list it was sort of what you a lot of it was what you had ready and yeah that is just the anti-KO army like that aura of sterility the minus one to hit and wound against shooting attacks just that with the amount of damage mitigation and um recycling that OBR have like I just got 20 nilled hard I think I killed two models that whole game yeah, because it's, it's worth saying that the Petrofix change hadn't been wasn't in place. Yeah, and I, and I think now if I was an OBR player, I'd just be still be taking Aura of Sterility because I don't see why you wouldn't because Chaos still a thing. But then I think you go to Null Myriad and just shut down Seraphon as well. Yeah, because they're going to be a thing. Yeah, Seraphon's so thing. yeah, I think OBR's in an amazing position. Yeah, they've already got taken to into you know Seraphon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you can get if you can get through the units, there's not much on the table. But I I don't know how you get through the units. I don't think I own an army that can get through the units. I mean, you know, maybe you know, maybe sentinels because they can just go to mortals and just bypass mm-hmm. a lot of damage. But I wouldn't fancy my chances against an Almiriad because they'll just stop any offensive spells. So yeah, that's but no, it was it was it was a really good game. Um, you know, it be it was good to see what the OBR can do. And it's very eye-opening when you see it on the table just just how effective they are. Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a tweet. I mean, yeah, they, they definitely need, need something. It was just he just he castled up, moved around, tagged enough objectives. I was just constantly pushing. I mean, me even though I had the mobility, he was still pushing me away because I just couldn't. I couldn't touch him. I couldn't give him range to to charge me. Because what he did, he just removed whoever he charged with six stalkers. And I couldn't do enough damage to him back. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I shot all of my thun- 10 Thunderers with all the special weapons with plus two range from the Chemist and the Admiral killed two Immortus Guard. Uh, yeah, because they're like, 
There's a CFC there anyway, and then they can go like cat across his buff can just you know just yeah they, yeah they're they're on, they're on a two up save against I guess a lot of my attacks coming in two yeah. to three up save like what do you do? We've got a mystic shield, we've got a war defense, you know it's just like low. Yeah, so he's a plus three save. You know it's and I'm only a plus two rend. So the only thing that was reducing his save was the cannons. Everything else he was getting is, you know, three up minimum. A lot of it was a two up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, top game, but just I just nothing, just no no game into it for me. Um, that's not to take anything away from my opponent, and he went on to do very well. Mm-hmm. I did notice his name constantly up in the up on the the higher tables. Yeah, so the, the the drinks were definitely flowing by this point. I've had a few beers, you've had a few bloodthirsters. Yeah, it was quite warm as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was as warm as I worried it was going to be. I think that was the Sunday. The Sunday was definitely warmer. Um, yeah, it got to a point and I just kind of yeah, and yeah, we managed to ride it out, which was fine. Mm-hmm. So my my game three was against. Uh, James Field and his Sons of Behemoth army. It's worth pointing out at this point, this is the start. Up. So every game after this, I played an army that was nominated for Best Painted. <laughs> My next three armies were all Best Painted nominees. Which is a very weird statistic. Yeah, but the standard of armies there were I, absolutely bloody phenomenal. I, I've not been to an event Because even the, we, the Warhammer World event was also really good, to be fair. Yeah. But I feel that maybe the, this event was the high, the, the standard was even higher. Yeah, you were going on all the armies when it was painting nomination time thinking, yeah, that could win. Yeah, that could win. Yeah, that could win. Yeah, I think any other tournament, all of them win. It's just oh. they're all playing against each other in this one to, to find out who was. And I do have a list of... Uh, of, uh, of winners, we'll go through that at the end. So yeah, so I, I get matched into KO, and I'm thinking, okay, this is th- th- this is good for me. And uh, what what was the objective? What was the mission in this one? I really should write down the missions. I'm really bad for remembering what the missions actually are. Um, oh, I know it was one where it was Gal Champ one. I can't remember the name, but oh that's... yeah, the one where Gal Champ stopped you scoring. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So my my turn one. So I I took well he gave me turn one, and I think it's I think it's a very hard choice because if he gives me the chance of the double, it can go very badly for him. But also giving me turn one, the way my list is built, it's built to take turn one as well. Yeah. The list doesn't really care if it goes first or second because I can generally deploy out of range and then come forward and do what I want to do. So turn one, I took off a mega and a half. And with a little bit of better positioning for me, it would have been two. The Mm. main issue that I had in that turn was when I made, I had to make a 3d6 charge and I rolled enough to get in, but not enough to position my boat quite where I needed it. Now, hindsight is 2020, and I think I should have just pulled up my big boy pants and done a re-roll on that charge. Yeah. Because if I if I'd gotten a a couple extra inches on that charge, 
I think I take off both megas. Take it off. And then it's and then it's game. Because what I had to do was I charged in, so I shot off one mega, charged in the next, charged in the boat. Um no, I didn't quite shot. That's what it is. I charged in the boat, I did the mortal wound impact into one mega to kill it. Oof. Piled out two heroes, fought with them into his general, and then my boat was out of range. So for my next activation before he got to activate, I had to activate the boat to pile it in so that my riggers inside could fight. Mm -hmm. Which meant I had to let them be hit by a gatebreaker. Yeah, that's that's not good. Which, I mean, I'm minus one to hit. You know, so I've got that going for me. I'm hoping, you know, I can I can wear the storm, but no, he kills like six of them. Right, because uh, everyone goes through. You're looking at like two or three getting taken off. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it was it was a risky play, and like I say, if I'd been able to get a few more inches on the charge, I could have sort of fast and furious the the boat in sideways, tagged both gargans, and then I was then I was fine. But yeah, he was. My opponent was himself. He was pretty crestfallen at that point. Um, because, yeah, it's a pretty brutal turn one to take. Like, it's not easy losing you know, a 500-point model and half of another 500-point model in a turn. Yeah, because like you say... In the, opening, in the opening turn of the game, it's rough. Yeah, if you're taking the second one off, that's literally half his army and doing one. Well, after then, all you would have had left was two man crushers and one mega. Yeah, you just run around at that the point. And... But, and this is why he got my best my best sports vote for the weekend. Because he, he, he kept in it, he rallied himself, and he actually ended up winning by about two points. Mm -hmm. It was such a close game. He got, the, if I'd got, I think he managed to keep Pryo, and like he, got the, he got the double so he could back away. He was just tagging objectives. I was, you know, out of position to do things. He was just outranging me constantly because he moves, you know, I'm just deploying just on the range to shoot him, but then he can move back. And I'm not catching with my little dwarf legs when they're out with the boat. So, yeah, he pulled me in different directions. He made me have to fight, you know, a, a hard-fought hard fought game. And, yeah, he, he, he caught it back, and it was... There, does it say the full score here? Is it just the... No, it's just the... It ended up being, yeah, 11, 11 points to nine in-game, plus he got his carnage secondary. Right. Um, so, yeah, three, literally three points in it. It was just... It was one It was one of my best favourite games of the weekend. That's why he got my best sports vote, but also because I've been there. I've known what it's like to lose half your army turn one. And to be able to come back, and we had a great laugh during the game. You, you know, we had a good time. And yeah, it's not yeah, an yeah. easy thing to do. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to do. No, because your head goes down. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, well, it's one of the things that like I always struggle with. Like I, I enjoyed playing KO this weekend, but when they work like that, it's very hard to see your opponent take that and be like, oh well. Because I don't want to inflict that on people, but at the same time, I also like how the army plays, so it's a kind of a hard thing for me to get used to. Yeah, exactly. If you don't play that way, then you're not playing your army. Yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, when it goes like that, you go, oh, crap. 
<laughs> I've just like ruined someone's weekend. Mm-hmm. But again, it's uh, one of the, you know, one, a very close loss, and I never will ever be sad about a close loss because a close loss is one dice roll away from a win, and. You know, as I said to it, my dice were hot turn one. And I was like, don't worry. Ask anyone who's ever played me. These <laughs> dice will, will turn on me. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the combination of him playing the game very well, knowing his movement, and me, my dice just absolutely abandoning me. Just, yeah. Super, great game. And a great way to end the day. Even if I am one and two. Uh, I, w- I would have liked to have been two one. Two one's always my goal for day one. And I never mm-hmm. really make it. Um well, we did have a target going down, didn't we? We, knew we did. We, we did have our target. Our target was four wins between us. Yeah. So at, the end of, at the end of day one, I'm, I'm halfway there to my half of the target. Yeah. One win. And I will say that my 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 two one target actually pops up in, the, in my next game. I was speaking to my opponent and I was saying that I actually don't think I would want to go 3 0 day one. Not to say I would try and not go 3 0, but I think if I went 3 0, the pressure I would feel day two. We'd be uh, yeah. We spoke about this in the car because yeah. you know day one, you'd be like, right, okay, let's. I'm almost at the four one. Like that's that's the yeah. next step in my head. It's you, you, whereas we go two and two and one, you go right, fifty fifty shot again, a three two, perfect, love it. Mhm. But yeah, your your game three then. So game three, I uh, played a, a lovely guy called Gavin T. It's so worth mentioning, it was really nice at the, week, at the weekend playing like just five people. I just had no idea who they were. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. so much fun just playing yeah. completely new opponents. It's Number the best thing. I did on Twitter the past week has been fantastic because of Garnet. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, so I played this guy called Gavin Tate, really lovely gentleman. Um, but like you, I rocked up to the table and he's pushing around OBR. And I was like, oh, here we go. Obviously, the. The rumor mill had been going about how they've been like got their glow up. I'm thinking, oh shit, what am I gonna do here? Yeah. Um. So he had in his list. Um. In fact, I need to get up here. I have a look. Yeah. So he had yeah Petrofex Elite. So with constructs to reducing the damage. He had Cat Across, Leech Cavalos. Um. In a Bone Shaper. He had six Immortus Guard. Six Immortus Guard. Five Death Riders. Two Morgast. And a partridge in a pear tree, um, and he's a one drop as well. And I'm, th- I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these 12, 12 immortus guard that are minus one damage and got like all the save in the world. I'm thinking, what do I do here? So um, we dice off, and again I lose the roll, but he decides to go first. Mm-hmm. So he he just kind of. Pushed up kind of halfway, grabbing a, grabbing your objective and stuff like that. Because battle tactic um, doesn't make it into combat, but I don't think it was intending to. As they go, right, I need to put some big damage in here. He put the the Morgas on his le- on his left flank to go after the objective on the left. Um, so I put you a Varangard over that way to try and take the objective because there's nothing else over that neck of the woods and I had the speed to then redeploy them later in the game. I thought if I can go over there, I'm going to get that objective and it's technically going to be my objective for the rest of the game because he's got no not enough speed to get no. there. So they go after the they go after the, uh, the Morgast. I take off the Morgast pretty straightforward because 12 Varangard will do that. Um, 
and the other unit of Varangar, I push into one of the blocks of the Immortus Guard, and I, I buffed them to Holy Hail, so they had like demonic speed, they had demonic power, so they get them plus one to hit and wound. Um, and the unit of 10 Nurgle Knights I pushed into the other block of Immortus Guard, yeah. just, just to hold them up. So I go into the Immortus Guard, I'm totally buffed up, I'm rend three, I'm damaged two, you know, I can double activate, you know, all that sort of jazz. So I do everything, I literally just throw balls to the wall, double activate with the, with the yep. Black Guard, into this unit of, of, of Mortis Guard, and I kill three. You it's, know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, it, you, play into OBR, you just see how they grind just so good. Oh, and at that point, I mean, I can empathize with your game to your opponent. My, my head at that point went down, and I was like, right, so that's one of my units of Varangard that I've double tapped. Not getting and you killed three models. I've killed three models out of a unit of six. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I get. Uh, we're getting three mortis guard back, you know? I know. Um, which, which was. Which was oh. But luckily, I won priority into turn two. Mm. So I haven't seen, haven't seen the whole Petrofix shenanigans with minus one damage. I devised a cunning plan. It's so cunning you could like tail it and go at a fox basically. So it's a your inner Baldrick's coming out here. Yeah, and it's basically probably a plan that everybody figured out apart from myself. Um so I was obviously very slow in the uptake. I took priority and with the other unit of Varangard that I hadn't double activated, I launched him across the table into Catacross and put everything everything into Catacross and I double activated that unit. And he was like, right, that's fine, because Catacross is just going to put everything on a two-up shrug into that unit, that unit of six of Mortis Guard that the Chaos Knights are fighting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. Yes, you will. Because what I was doing was all the damage from the Varangard, Catacross doesn't reduce the damage. Right. So I was doing all, I mean, maybe like two or three wounds went into Catacross, but all the damage I was doing with that unit of Varangard was getting transferred to the Six of Mortis Guard. And they, they're not able to reduce that because they're taking it for Catacross. Yeah, that's not a dirty yeah. yeah. So I double activated that unit of Varangard into Catacross and I took out the six, six-man block. Nice. The, the three-man block was still there, but I took out the six-man block. Um, but what I also was doing was the Galley Champ thing as well so i'd tunnel mastered my wizard across the board onto his home objective just tagging yes. back and rather than saying in his death right is to go back and kill them and deal with them he just kept trying to push forward i'd screened off i'd screened off my home objective with like my chorus cabal my unmade had like two two screens there and i had my wee my other wee wizard sitting in that objective so he was gonna be good for two turns but I kept getting his objective because he never put anything back to kill my galley champ. Yeah. So he, even though he had Catacross on a, you know, on that objective, he's not galley champ. Mm-hmm. So I was then starting to score big. I'd taken off the six in Mortis Guard. I think maybe brought like one or two back to the unit of three that had kind of taken three off. Mm-hmm. Slowly regrowing. 
Yeah, but at that point, at that point, I was just able to grind out the win because I simply had more units. Because once that, once that unit of Immortus Guard was off the table, the other three then had to go objective hunting. And the unit of Varangard that went into Catacross could then just take off Catacross. Yeah, then the next turn they just get through. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't getting like plus one hit and, hit and save, so the damage was going through a bit more reliably at this point. Um, so I did manage that. That was a big big swing was getting turn two priority and just yeeting into Catacross and just putting that double activation into the in the Immortus Guard. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be buggered to be on zero three. Um, so yeah, I took took the win in the end. Good, 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 yeah. So we're both both finishing the day on a win. Yeah, both finishing the day on a win. And then it's into the main event of Carnage. That's right. The the yes. Carnage quiz. This this is where the playlist comes back. It does, it does. <laughs> you, whole the so far, the last forty five minutes we've been wondering why the hell does a playlist matter? Well now you're gonna find out. It mattered. It mattered big. So yeah, Alex had a a really good quiz. Like it wasn't easy at all. It was quite all over the place. It wasn't just it Warhammer. Some, it, was, it was really tough. I mean, we were sweating at one point. <laughs> no, there was any Warhammer questions in it either, was there? Thinking about nope, it. Like, um, yeah, it was all just it was a proper like pub quiz sort of scenario. Yes, yeah, so you had like general knowledge, music, a number round. Mm-hmm. With, with a picture round. Yeah, yeah, we had a picture round. Sex toy or dog toy? Yep. Which we nailed. <laughs> Which is uh, you do have concerning. a dog. <laughs> what, sorry? I said you do have a dog. I do. I so do. You clearly know your dog toys. I do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not saying what I know about the other subject at all. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was, and we had, we were joined by Leo. He, he, mm. he made up our, our our third member of our team. Yeah, uh, he was we, great again. It was good to meet yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we'd met him the previous night. He, he was a great guy. Um, Leo Kip was it? Was, was it Kip? His name was. Oh, I, I was trying to avoid saying his last name because I didn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> um, he also recommended us the takeaway that we ordered from. We were speaking about before we came on air. It was absolutely lovely. <laughs> yeah, I love the kebab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the kebab place. Yeah, like ne- next time we go down, I'm 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 getting a kebab from there again because that was glorious. It's too much meat. Just just an incorrect phrase right there. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 did the quiz. Um, Alex had his uh, famous club singing round. Yeah, this is the, this is the this is the turning point right here. Yeah, and I will say as well. If Alex is listening to this, your singing has been in my head while I've been trying to sleep multiple <laughs> nights since then. I'm just lying in bed, and all I hear is his rendition of Funky Town or yeah. something like that. And <clears throat> <laughs> it is not healthy. Like I, I'm not happy about it, but it's in there. <laughs> but yeah, so he did club style singing of various '90s hits. Yeah. So we had and that, like, and that is your your musical forte. As a yeah, group. exactly. That's where the playlist comes in. <laughs> and you did, uh, we did, I, think, I think maybe Leo got one. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I think <laughs> I got nine. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys just smashed it. <laughs> yeah. Because I think some of the songs that we had, um, Alex sang were Mambo Number no. 5. Yeah. Which, surprisingly, was on my playlist. On our, on our playlist, I should say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That part of it's yours. I am yeah. having no I, I, responsibility. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up. I'll hold my hands up because I'm pretty sure we had that on the way down. We also had uh, Alex also sung Saturday Night by Wickfield. Guess what? That was also on my playlist. <laughs> I think out of the nine songs I smashed out of the park, I'd say maybe seven of them were on the playlist. On the yeah. Weekend. Yeah, it was. It was, it was ridiculous. Like, Absolutely. And as a result of that, <laughs> we are the, the quiz champions of Carnage. Yeah. yeah, we smashed the quiz. We came. Which is, you know, what everyone cares about, if we're honest. Like, no one cares who goes 5 0. It's the that, quiz. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So we, we, we won Carnage, let's be fair. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's who we're telling ourselves anyway. Yeah. So. Then we just we just had a pretty chilled night. We had a few beers there when we did the quiz, yeah. and we wandered back to the the Premier Inn and had a few beers in the bar there, hanging out with the guys that were there. Again, um, Dan and Mark were there. Uh, Dan Ryan and Mark Starr, mostly Dan, honorary Scottish Scottish person, member of Team Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, with Pete, with some of it, a lot of the, some of the Gaff guys there as well. It was a, it was a, it was a good evening. Nice, chilled, but a good, a good solid evening. Yeah. Yeah. Relatively good night's sleep. Up for our breakfast again, and uh, that's obviously when we had the, 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 the drama. Chicken gate off. Chicken gate kicked off. So obviously, game, you know, that was sort of hanging over our heads. But on we go into into game four and who were you playing game four i was playing ben i'm gonna get his name soon and wrong here ben swanson yes war tribes lads so i think he's big pals with pete um this this was my favorite game of the, of the whole weekend um and ultimately ben ben got my my sports vote um, I, I lost the game in the end, but it was such a good game. It was it was an absolute consummate gentleman. It's a real pleasure to play. So it was a um, it was a save the darkness mirror match. So I had all the vanguard, and he had two units of three, but he had the big big lad himself. He had Archeon. on. So again, uh, both one drop. Surprise, surprise! I lost the roll off, and he decided. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As 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 good as your farm hammer dice are, they're apparently not good at winning roll offs. No, exactly. Um, so he gave he gave it to me. Wasn't much I could do. I couldn't really get across the board. So I did a little bit of screening with my with my um, war bands. But uh, then he went. Of course, Archeon's ability to see, glimpse the future, if you want to call it, and see who's going to get priority. And he rolled it, and he, he knew he was getting priority to turn two, so he knew he was going to double me. So he literally just threw everything across the board. But you know as well, don't you? They're all the person ah, in front yeah, of you. Exactly, but obviously. Yeah, I'm say because I played in Archeon's tremendous games. I played in Archeon in game five, and I was just checking that you played our right. So I yeah. quite like that now that you it's once per game, but you once per game. But yeah. you know, Never. you both know what's happening. So yeah, you're only ever going to use it if you're at the bottom of the turn. You're not going to use it if you're like taking the turn because there's just no point. 
So no. he played fine. Yeah, he gave me the tune. He played for the double. He, he obviously got the roll off. He knew exactly yeah. who was going second. So we literally threw everything across the board. I had 20 Nugal Warriors. I had two units of Varangard. Two units of Varangard hit into my Nugal Knights. They didn't really do much into the Knights. But, um, it was nice to see the Warriors. Cause I remember when the book came out, folks yeah. were talking about 20 blocks of Nugal Warriors were going to be a thing. Um, yeah, they, they, they absolutely sealed the deal because they're the ones that kind of got on the objectives in the end, or my back objective. Yeah. Especially when they like, rallied them. You can get like two or three back when, when they're like two wins apiece and they're minus one a hit and a three up save. They don't go anywhere, you know? Um, so yeah, he really pinned me in by the end of his turn to taking off a couple of knights, taking off three Varangard from Archeon. Um, and of course, Archeon doesn't let you rally, and that was the that was the thing. On my list, my list had the Vanguard as the general, so I could do a five up rally. Mm-hmm. Which over the course of the, of, the, of the weekend did maybe bring back about five, just six Vanguard for the whole weekend. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was it was definitely you know a play in it, and it worked when I when when it needed to. Um, so at the bottom of turn two, my turn. I swung the other unit of Varangard around, double activated into both his units of Varangard and took them off. They couldn't take the punch because I'm like range three in a charge. Yeah. Um, I tried to retreat the wounded unit of Varangard, but I just couldn't get him outside of 12. So then had to like wait until I could re- move out again and then rally them. Um, so despite me taking a big punch to the face, turn two, I started swinging back. Because I started taking off some of the Nugal warriors, I deleted his Varangard units. So all he had left was uh, Sorcerer Lord, Ar- Archeon, and the big unit, and big unit of warriors. And I think at that point I started sneaking the points here and there. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those like really swingy. So like he went a point up, I went a point up, he went a point up, I went a point up. Uh, in the end, it just came down to the fact that I got my grand strategy, um, which he couldn't stop, but he got his grand strategy as well. Uh, yeah. and in, the, in the end, it was literally like down to like two points, um, which which he which he won. Um, but it was it was a really good game. You know, we were both kind of talking things out, and you know, oh, you could do this and you could do that, and. You know, if you if you bring them around here, that you could do this. And so we kind of both like kind of helping each other out. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, like that's that to me is a much yeah. better game. Yeah, he's an absolute gentleman. I, well, I wouldn't hesitate to play him again. Like I said, he got my he got my sports votes, and just because you no, know, he was like kind of we were kind of I want a better word coaching each other. I, I gave him my um, clean game vote as well. And spoilers actually won the sports uh, award. I think didn't he? He won one of them, either sports or clean. Yeah, he won. He won sports or clean. One or two. I'll I'll get them. My phone's refreshed. I've lost them, so I'll uh, I'll grab them. Yeah, well, lovely go. Yeah. So he got he got favourite opponent. He did. Yeah. He did get my sports. In the yeah, end. I think it's because yeah, he was he was a wonderful guy. So for my game four, I played Ben Johnson of. Warhammer Design Studio, which was, you know, pretty damn cool. 
to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where you rock on the table and I'm like, I knew who you are. You know that I know who you are, but I'm just, I'm not purposely made sure I didn't make a big deal of it. Wait, what do you mean he doesn't know who you are? You're a podcaster. No, I'm saying he knows that I know who he is. Yeah, but he knows who you are as well. Well. You're a podcaster. He, he does now because he does have farm hammer dice now. <laughs> he should listen to us. <laughs> and yeah, so this was, I mean, when I saw the list, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's six stone horns and a one drop. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I've had a little bit of practice. My, my, my practice game before Carnage was in a stone run. So I was like, okay, I sort of know what I'm doing here. But there's an extra one. And he took the turn, which is what I didn't want to happen. Mm. And it was such a good game. Uh, so the only, this was this was probably my favorite game of the weekend. But the only reason I didn't give my best sports to Ben was the aforementioned how James rallied himself. I thought that that's more important thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so Ben got my cleanest game reward because at the start of the, the, the game, he's like, right, let's just, you know, play with intent. You know, we'll make everything clear. So absolutely top notch. Everything, everything working really well. And so it comes to the game and it is the one prize of Galley where you activate the objectives. Yeah. So I, I, he, he takes a turn. I can't. It doesn't matter which objective I activate, he's going to get it because he's got all the movement in the world. But it turns out he doesn't actually take the objective turn one. Um, so I set my screens, well, my screens, my screen, uh, my single 10 Arcanauts. Yeah. I've got my, my, my combat boat right in the corner so he can't touch it. And I've got my shooting boat behind the Arcanauts. Um, just enough that he's going to have to roll a decent number on his monstrous action to get into it which he ends up doing. Um, and there's, you know, so an, an example of the of the intent of the game, he picked cut off the head for his carnage secondary, which is kill my general for the first thing. And he's, you know, charging into my Arcanaut and he ends up killing them. And I was like, like, that's going to deny you your... Because I lift off, like, that's denied you your card is secondary. And he's like, oh, my God. No, no, no. He's like... And he point, he's like, oh, no, I even checked. Like, you don't actually have to roll the impact hits, which I didn't know. I thought their impact hits were half to roll. They're actually nay roll. Oh. So, so yeah. He, so, he was like, I did just check. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's absolutely fine. Like, clearly, you're ch- charging in to get your to get your Stonehorn and your general into my general to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was like, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I'll put, like, the, the one guy back or whatever it is. Um, and he, you know, charges his frost sword. He, he, he kills my, he kills my general. I picked the same grand, the current secondary actually. Um, so then in my turn, I end up not being able to kill his general because I had to, I had to kill another one as well, and it was going to be over. I think it was one of these things where I had to commit either to one and overkill it, or commit to two, and that meant I could get. Slightly, you know, I would I would lose my car in secondary, but I would get more points in the round. Right. So I went with that. I thought, right, I'll give up the car in secondary and just try and get a win. Was was sort of the way I was thinking with it. Um. So and and I'm giving that up, and it was just a ridiculous back and forth game. He he really pinned me in. Um. 
I was I was shooting my way out. He was down to a couple of stonehorns left, and we were just we were like you we were talking through it. I was like, well, okay, so this turn, I think it was turn four. I was like, right, it's a worth staying in combat. I can shoot you off, and it was you know Ben pointing out. He's like, well, what does I get you next turn? Like you're playing for the double at this point, so there's not a battle tactic you can get. And I was like, well, there's one. I can do bombing run. So instead of shooting, because my Admiral was dead, so I couldn't, and I, um, I had no command points because I wasn't really generating them at that point. Right. I didn't have any command points left to the boat to give itself disengage. So if I retreated, I couldn't shoot. But he had a Stonehorn on like one or two wounds left. And I was like, well, I could try for a bombing run. If I get it, I'm still in the game. If I don't get it, it's I probably you know I'm dropping two points. I'm not I'm not going to be in it anymore. Um, but it sets me up, you know, next turn. Yeah. So this was this was turn four. I think I think we were yeah. So this would this would be into turn three or four. I can't quite remember. Well, no, it must be turn and going. Yeah, it must be turn three going into four. And if I gotten like this and I get my if I get my battle tactic I we were drawing on points again like we were for most of the game and I managed to kill a stonehorn with bombing runs when my boat had like a couple of wounds left. I only had four bomb racks to do it with. Like I did like I got two wounds through and he failed both saves and yeah that got me my battle tactic. I you know Move my combat boat over. I then next turn, I got prio. I pulled the the boat boys out so I could be in two places at once a bit better, and managed to like, lift another stone horn. Then so I need one left, and it came down to like the last turn priority because if he got it and he did, he could just move out of range, and there was like nothing I could do. Right, like I couldn't. He couldn't stop my grand strategy at that point because he nothing that could touch my boat because my boat was in the back corner, capping an objective. Um, and yeah, there was. I'm trying to remember the bit. Yeah, there was that. That was, that was what it was because there was the big. Everyone was looking at us at one point. I think you 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 were behind us and you were, like, what what were we all shouting about? And it I was. There's an awful lot of laughter coming from that table that you two behind Ben. He he'd chosen the battle tactic for the Ogres, which is have all your units in combat. And yeah, read it. He thought it was at the end of the combat phase. And I it's been so long since I played Ogres, I hadn't checked it either. So he charges in, lifts like a heap of my my uh my engine riggers with with impact hits. So he's panicking because he thinks he has to keep them alive. And obviously he has to attack. Right. So he has to attack. I chose not to all out defense. So I'm like, well, I want you guys to die now to deny him two points. Yeah. So he's doing attack. He's he's hating the fact he's hitting. I'm loving the fact I'm failing saves. <laughs> and it ends up being like one guy left on one wound. Oh. And he's like, I'm like, oh no. Like, you know, you know, or and I I think that was one of the times that Ben Curry was over at the table because he came over a couple of times, and he's like, "Are you sure it's not at the end of the charge phase?" <laughs> and uh, that man, that man, check is like, oh, "I've already got it." And we're like, "I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ignore that rule. We fought for that because that was that was too much fun not to matter." <laughs> I'm like, I, "I don't care that you'd already achieved it. That was good." 
So then in the spirit of the game, he gave me back like an extra winger. So he was like, well, you would have all defensed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, probably. But um, uh, so yeah, that, that was just a, just one of these situations. It's the second time I've played a game where I've been willing my one, one of my units to, to, to die, to deny mm-hmm. a battle tactic. I did it against um, Scott Smith at Common Ground when I was running my Kragnos and Squigs like a year ago. There was one of those things where I was trying to kill a unit so that he would fail a battle tactic and stuff like that, which is always brilliant fun. Um, but yeah, that was just a game that was, he won 22 to 20. Right. And, and like game three, two or three dice rolls go a different way. It's my game. And I'll take games like that all day over like a blowout win. Yeah, that was exactly the same. My game four was really against Bain. It was just, you know, dice here, dice there, totally different. Yeah, you feel like you're in the game. Yeah, and we absolutely were. And I didn't see that sort of. I didn't. Well, I didn't. I always had the trouble of I need to do damage. And it was again in that game with Ben. He pointed out, no, just retreat out. You're playing for the double anyway. Because if you don't get the double, I'm done anyway. So like, what does kill you? You asked me the question. What does killing that unit this turn get you anyway? And I'm like, well, nothing really. They go. So instead of killing one stone horn, instead of killing two, you might kill one. But you're going to get battle tactic mm-hmm. so I was like yeah that's a good point like I need to start thinking more like that yeah and you know that, that's, what, that's what kept the game so close because I think if I hadn't done that if I just shot him off it would probably he would, have, he would have won but it wouldn't have been the close game that it was and I wouldn't have had that chance going into turn 5 that it could have it could have gone for either of us and I don't think either of us would have minded where it went yeah because we both just had an absolute blast they came game for that one so yeah that was uh you know i i've great to play a a man that's been so important to age of sigmar it was was a lot of fun yeah i'd go out on a limb and say that you know obviously i can't read minds but it's all body language from that game after he was having such a good time and mm-hmm. cheering and shouting and like oh no no yeah so yeah I think probably yeah you had a good time yeah I mean ultimately that that's what I, that's what if I could have every game of Sigmar be like that I would I wouldn't care if I win or lose mm-hmm. um so that was no that that was good so yeah I'm on one and three at this point but I've had so many good games that I'm just like yeah this was and prior to the tournament I think I'm you know said on this podcast before I was really struggling with Age of Sigmar it wasn't clicking with me I've been struggling with different armies struggling with different games not enjoying tournaments just kind of going off it and I think this tournament really refreshed my love for the game Ah you said that coming back I mean how much of a buzz you had Yeah um, But I think that was the same for both of us because we, we talked about um, you know what was your best tournament this year I did Blasters and I did Brewdog Mm-hmm. There's like some other things, personal things going on, Brewdog as well, like my mum and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was in the same boat. I, I just wanted to go away and have like lads weekend, roll dice, drink some beer. Uh, yeah. Don't give a was, like, I, haven't, I haven't had a lads weekend in, in quite some time and I do want to make a, a point of doing a bit more travelling for events. I think I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm happy not to be at every Scottish event. Mm-hmm. Like, I've ended up going to more this year than I intend to. I think I am going to be at most of the two days. 
Um, I won't be the, bro- the Broken Realms one because that's hardest time, but, and I'm missing the the team ones. But I'm at more more than I'm at more of them than I plan to be. But there's yeah, a few yeah, sports right. events I'll always want to go to. I'll always want to do Build Up. I'll always want to do Onslaught. You know, Tempest, Northern Invasion. But if I just hit those those four, I think I'm happy with that now. I'd rather do a bit more traveling. You're not trying to get the Scottish events like you were like last last year. Just yeah, like, like last year. Yeah, like the Scotland what is. Yeah, I did like 13 Scottish events last year. Yeah, that's huge. Which is madness. Like, I'd much rather spend that time and money and resources traveling to Manchester. Well, this year I'm going to try and do the triple carnage. Um, well, like you say, you're buying a hotel. What's the difference in like in a hotel room and traveling to like Stirling compared to Manchester? Yeah. You know? Well, that's it. It's 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 not really that big a deal. It's also a direct flight from Aberdeen. Yeah. If I decide to fly, so. It's really not a hard place to get to. No. And, and I do have tickets for the, the summer carnage in September, which isn't summer. I don't care what anyone says. September's not summer. Ah, it's autumn. Sorry. Sorry? It's autumn. Sorry, It is, is. I don't care what anyone says. And I'm going to be taking a team to the team event as well at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I will be doing the, the, the triple carnage. Largely, I planned to do it before this event, but this event just sealed the deal for this is such a great experience. I want to do it more. Mm-hmm. So we have our lunch on the on the Sunday. Okay, yes. Well, the food was the food was on both days was was great. It was yes, it is worth mentioning. The food was superb. That that sandwich on the Sunday was like that was something else. I, 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 to be fair, I didn't have the sandwich because I was stuffed from breakfast, but it did look amazing. I know, I, I looked at it, I'm like, if I have this, I'm going to fall asleep during my last game. Yeah, I like, felt that it. is just too much food. It was like the kebab we had the night before was like kebab 2.0. It was like, I was saying, I still have that in my stomach. And I, yeah. I, I, I cooked breakfast. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was meaty to say the least. It, yeah, it looked very meaty. It was pizza on a Saturday, so. So yeah, game. Oh, the pizzas were really nice as well. Actually, they were really good. Nice, proper, like handmade. Yeah. Pizzas. So game five, I played. Oh god, was another best painted army nomination, um, which is a very heavily converted Slave Darkness army. Dude. Well, that was the one with like the sort of like the. Angels and yeah, it's like weird angel horror thing. It was very, it was you know clearly a labor of love. Yeah. Um, uh, John Serrano Martin is the gentleman's name. And again, this was another great example of a superb turn one for my KO and a quite frankly terrible turn one from him as Archeon just fluffed it. So I. He gave me the turn because I basically didn't get the choice in any game apart from game one because I'm like 10 drops. But if he's got Archeo and he wants to give away the turn so he can yeah, yeah. thing. So I, I take the turn, I move my shooty boat up, I teleport my combat boat up, I you know shoot the world and I take off both units of Iron Golems and three Varengard that turn. And I think maybe one Varengard from the other unit. So a pretty brutal punch from from turn one. 
he then comes back with Arky. He does his ability, so he knows he's getting double from one to two. He then comes in with Archeon and goes to attack. Now, I can't remember if he attacks the boat or the riggers, but ultimately it's irrelevant because Archeon did, like, no damage. Mm-hmm. He just flubbed his rules, so I got incredibly lucky again there. Um... I, I get to fight back. I think I take off the other unit of Avangard that turn, potentially. And then into his turn three. Do I take off the Avangard then, or do I just do some damage to Archeon? So it is, into his turn two, he starts the, yeah, he starts, he's picking away my, my riggers now. Like, I, I am losing models now. It is becoming a problem. But ultimately... I end up taking off his riggers, his, uh, sorry, his Varangard, and doing some damage to Archeon. He then kills that boat and everything in it. He's got Archeon, he's got a sorceress on foot. I've got a boat, 10 Thunderers, my chemist and my admiral left. Mm-hmm. And it's he, at that point, because he doesn't have any way to cap objectives, it's pretty much my game. Because Archeon's a problem, but he can only deal with one thing at a time. Yeah, he's 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 big and he's deadly, but yeah. In the game of um, I end up doing like I think I, I think I took the battle tactic where I had to kill him that turn one turn and I failed because I'd only got him halfway down because I underestimated how tanky he is. But then, then I get priority and the next I think I get do I get I'm trying to struggle to remember now. Do I get priority or does he Either I get priority or he gets it and fails his charge with Archeon, which is potentially what happened. Mm-hmm. And he moved in his like sorceress into my Archonos to get a battle tactic, which which he does, and then I, I end up killing the, the sorceress. But Archeon dies very sadly. Well for him, for me it was you know well for both of us it was amusing, but it's a a very sad death for Archeon when I charge my frigate into him. He had two wounds left. <laughs> I, I take off a wound with the impact hits and then kill him with boarding weapons. That's uh, yeah, that's, Which is, that's not how the uh, bringer of the end time should ever die. No, but yeah, at that point he was tabled. But you know, one of those games where if he'd a stronger turn one, it was his game. Um, yeah, him sort of flubbing that turn one and just me having such a good turn one because he only had. Like I say, one unit of Varengard and Archeon left to fight with after turn one. Which mm-hmm. is just not enough, really. Unless everything goes his way, which it just didn't. Yeah, like you say, Archeon can be one place at a time. Well, that's it. And I can just stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Well, I was definitely concerned when I, when I saw he had the double in it, one to two. I was like, okay, this this could be a very serious problem. If, if, if it goes his way, I'm going to have very little left because, because I was, I can one thing, because Archeon's base is just so big, but he made the charge into one of my boats. If he'd killed that boat turn one or killed what's inside it turn one, he's, he's pretty close to my next unit. Mm-hmm. To, to the charge, to make charge mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. And then, then it is, then I'm done. So no, that was so yeah. I finished the tournament two and three, which is my 
never changing result no matter what I take. <laughs> but yeah, you got your you got your target for the weekend though. Yep, got my two wins, which is what I wanted. I had five great games. Mm-hmm. Four four new opponents. Five great games. A, you know, good terrain, great venue, and ice lollies during game five, which was yeah, that was so so needed. Very appreciated, but as 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 we did both discuss afterwards, very hard to play Warhammer with an ice lolly. Yeah. <laughs> my game five I had to like clamp it in my teeth. Mm-hmm. It's not an innuendo. Um, so I could like grab it's my teeth. It's not good in your anyway if you're clamping in your teeth. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I had a hold in my mouth, but that's just something. Yeah, that, yeah. That's um, so I was trying to hold onto a onto a like a, a lollipop in my mouth um, while measuring, while trying to talk to my opponent. Yeah, know, because, yeah, it got nasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, it was, yeah, it was it was much needed and much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely, it was great. Well done, Alex, for that. <laughs> And we kind of onslaught, you're not getting that by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you've, you've, you've seen the bar and you're just not even going to try and meet it. <laughs> I'll get you a cup of tea. <laughs> and no, that's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> yeah, why don't you get drinks at, at uh, onslaught? So there you go. That's uh... <laughs> Yes. So yeah, that's a wee announcement. We do have responsible drinks. Yes. I want to... Well, it's, I don't know why I'm clarifying it's your bloody tournament, but yeah. yeah, if we mess this up, it won't happen again. Yeah, I will. I will not be drinking during the day at onslaught. Just to set up an example. If I, I have I'll have one can game three. That's it. Like. But yeah, I think yeah, we'll get. I'll pick up a four pack, something like that, and that, that's all we need. Just a nice chilled out beer is fine. Alright. So my game five, mm-hmm. uh, I played one of the one of the gaff lads, uh, a guy called Troy Hardy, who was pushing around some hedonites of some niche. Um so I think I think you play this one, he played very, very cautiously. I talked him through what my list did. I said, right, so I can run and charge. I can obviously spend a CP to run six. I've got a spell for 3d6 charge, so I could be, you know, technically I could go this far. So he had like 11 drops. So I was finally, the first and last game of the tournament, I was deciding who was going to go first. (laughs) I guess that's the thing. You always think you go one drop, you go first. But if everyone does that, you're all just rolling off. At least I was always planning to be told what to do. And I think in every game, bar one, I got given first. Yeah. Because you don't get double by KO. Well, that's the thing. But then you also don't necessarily want to give KO the turn because I can't just, like, especially, like, so against Ben in game in game one, he had to take the turn. Otherwise, I was lifting his general turn one. Uh, damned if you do and damned if you don't. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Troy had, like, 11 drops or something, and I had one, so... He he sat there. He measured out my potential threat range because I deployed I deployed like everything on the line. Um, it was like diagonal deployment against. It was like battle line stone. That was it. So I deployed everything like nine inches. In your threat range, what thirty six inches? Yeah. Well, I can go sixteen with an auto run, and I can potentially three d six charge. Um. So 
Yes, I literally put like my knights on the line, my, my tunes of Varengard just slightly behind them so they could, one could go into one quarter of the board to grab that territory and one could potentially move into the other to grab the, mm-hmm. the territory opposite. Um, and my wizard just behind it had my unmade as a little sort of screen kind of on the, the left-hand flank into the sort of left-hand board, my Corvus Cabal up in the sky. So he, he sat and he measured out my potential threat range and he, he deployed everything so far back that I couldn't get to him. Yeah. He basically made like a wee castle in the corner. Um, so he had like two units of Blissfar archers, Sigvald, he had a keeper, he had the shooting Blissbarb seeker things, what they called. Um, yeah, basically the, the Blissbarb yeah. on, on mounts. Um, he had a lot of pain, he had a lot of hubris, um, five Mubadons and a Cockatrice. So he deployed like everything back. And yeah. I think he honestly thought I was going to, when I saw that, he honestly thought I was going to take one, take two and one. Yeah, it was easy, yeah. Yeah, I just shook his hand and said, it's your turn, mate. And I could, I could see he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you just see the hope just drain from his face yeah. and he realises what he's done. Yeah, I could, I could see him, I could see like when I said, right, you're taking the turn, because there was literally no way he could get to me. Yeah. His archers can run and charge, or sorry, run and shoot. But again, even there, they didn't have the threat range. So he shuffled forward a little bit. He he was too far in the corner to go and get like the left, his left hand territory. So he shuffled um, ten demonettes and two of the bliss barb seekers across the halfway line to get the other like, the quarter kind of opposite him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he had like. Obviously, at his territory, he had maybe had like five models. No, he had, no, sorry, he had the demonettes, and he had like two blisters. He had like maybe twelve models in that territory. So I just nudged the knights forward a little bit. I moved the unmade because they're nine. I moved the unmade across the border, shall we say? And then I moved the Varengard unit was behind them. I moved the first. I moved them up to the first three. We're in the territory because they count as two. Mm-hmm. So I then had one, two. I did my battle tactic because I, I went for um, the roll in the eye of the gods. I got the spell off because I think the six cast it. Um, so I did that. Um, very cagey turn, turn one. We were kind of itchy peachy. Turn two, roll priority. I won it. I gave it away again. Because again, it was so, you know, he just moved forward cautiously, so there's no way he could get to me in turn two. And at this point, he started realizing, he was like, I need to actually come out of this box that I've made if I want to start scoring more points. Yeah. But if I do move out of this box, I'm going to get a lot of knights and Varengard to my face. So again, he did the kind of, he did a battle tactic, I can't remember what it was. He, he got like one, two, he moved into the other territory this time, so he had like one, two more. Um, and I just kind of moved forward again. Um, in turn three, again, I won priority and I gave it away. Um, and this point, his archers, I think at this point, he made a, a silly play, his battle tactic. So at this point, his archers were within range of like a run and a shoot. So he picked a battle tactic where he's got to cause a wound 
on a unit with three different with three of his units. Yeah. Um, so he chose my Nugal Knights. Um, so the plan, obviously, his play was to get the two units of Bliss Barbs and the Bliss Bed Seekers or whatever they are to shoot the knights. So he moved he moved his units within range, but for some reason I don't know what, what his play was. He only moved two of the Bliss Barb archers and not Bliss Barb <gasps> Bliss Babe Seekers. Yeah. Because when they cause a wound, they allow other units to do get an extra point of rend on them, effectively. Yeah. So he only had two in range of the knights. So And you could have gotten more in, I'm assuming, by the way you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. He could have got more in because they had like go like fourteen. Right, yeah. And they can they can run and they can shoot. So he could have been he could have just like yoloed them forward to get as many attacks in to up the up the uh rend effectively. But he only had two in range. So I, I spaffed the I missed a shield them as well. So I, I spaffed the point for all defence. He fired the two bliss barb seekers or whatever they called the, the, the mounted guys into the knights and didn't cause a wound. Oh. And straight away that was it because he yeah. didn't he didn't have he didn't have any other units that were going to cause damage. Yeah, with his two bliss barb archer units he took off a knight. But he but to do didn't the, get his battle tactic. Yeah, so, yeah. He didn't, didn't get his battle tactic. And at that point, he was now within range of running and charging for myself. So I then just like yoloed forward. As you do at that point. Yeah, so the, the Noogle Knights went into the mounted Bliss Barbs, charged into them. The, I moved the unmade so he couldn't read, do any redeploys in that unit. I moved the unit of Varengard around the back towards one unit of Bliss Barbs, because he kind of piled things up a little bit. Mm. Bliss Barbs um, and his Myrmidons close together, and Sigvard was kind of right behind the Bliss Barbs. So at this point, I went in with the unit of Varengard. They were all, they were on demonic power, so they were plus one hit and wound. So I couldn't quite get two of the Varengard into the Bliss Barbs. So four, four Varengard, took out the Bliss Barbs, and the other two went into the Myrmidons and took them off. So with the one unit of Varengard, I'd taken out a unit of Bliss Barbs, I'd taken out the Myrmidons, and then Sigvard was within three, and he's right. about there. So I double activated the Varengard, <laughs> went, yeah. Yeah, went into Sigvard and his Lord of Pain, and took... Okay, so Sigvard's within three, he's not much of a threat, he's not charging, there's only, what, five attacks? So he's not... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's still, he still slaps. I still wanted to. He slap. does, yeah. But he's, he's, yeah. If, you, if you tie him up, because he can't retreat and charge, can he? No. Yeah, so you, you kind of you've caught him anyway, at least. Yeah, but he, I mean, Sigvard is a big damage output. Um, so I, I went in with the Varengard again, double activated. I took out Sigvard and the Lord of Pain. So in, and also the Knights took out the, um, Bliss Barb Seekers, whatever they're called. So in that one round of combat, I deleted one, two, three, four, four of his units. Oh. So yeah, the Bliss Barbs, there's a lot of pain, there's Myrmidons, um, Sigvald, and, and the Bliss Barb um, Seekers, were they called. And then it was priority, which I won. And then I just literally just pushed everything forward and 
the other Univana guard went into the demonettes to play him out. Eventually, towards the end of the game, went into the, the keeper, took that out. Um, the Cockatrice did manage to kind of get into the one unit of Vanguard and make them hit sixes, but at that point, um, it was there's no point. At that point, it was, it was done. Um, so yeah, they literally like just went across the table and everything I hit, I, I was taken off, and I might have lost maybe two or three nights and maybe one Vanguard by the end of the, the end of the game. So cool. So yeah, it's pretty 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 brutal. Varangard finally did Varangard things in that game. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's us both got our two wins. Mm-hmm. We achieve our goal. And we won the quiz. We won the quiz, which was a sort of a, another goal we had. So, all in all, a successful carnage, I feel. Absolutely. What a blast. It was. So, we'll, I'll quickly run down the um, like, uh, some, of, some of the prizes. So first was Russ Veal, first overall. Listen, and this includes soft scores, which we'll get into after I've gone through some of the positions. Mm-hmm. So Russ Veal's first with OBR. Second was Farhan Key with Soulblight. And third was Mike Stewart with Fire Slayers. And then we'll quickly do the, the, some of the painting awards. So technical painting award was Matt Lyons from Pro Painted. And it was great to, to finally meet Matt. And mm-hmm. he came over to me after my game one against Pete to introduce himself, which I think was one of the advantages of having my my broken realm strong, which had farm hammer on the back, purely so people like somebody might see me. Um, so that was good. It was really good to have some conversations with him. Uh, his army in the flesh is stunning. It is. It is. It is definitely worthy of technical painting award. The judge's choice was Nick Harding, which was. A night haunt army, I think. Mm-hmm. And the best painted the player vote was Bradley Walsh, and I cannot remember which army he was. Trying to know him. Um... So yeah, apologies to to Bradley there. Don't know that. Uh, clean game award was Alex Ireland, and favorite opponent was Ben Swainson. Um, then there was like best in faction non podiums. Um, but yeah, so I guess I might as well go through that. Best in faction, so non-podium order is Owen Jackson. Chaos is Brad Walsh. So maybe he was, was he maybe the Nurgle? There's a quite a nice Nurgle army. Ah, oh, I really don't know. Um, Destruction was James Field, my game three opponent, and Death was Matt Lyons. So yeah, that's, you know, a good, good spread of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, Clean Gamer is something I think is quite interesting. Yeah, I quite like that idea. I did like that. I think it has to be a bigger event. Like, I wouldn't do it at a standard, like, I wouldn't do it at, like, a, say, a 30-person event. I think you're probably going to end up doubling up the award with your best sports. But I think looking at, you know, your 60-player-plus events, I think it's it's something nice to have because it is different Yeah. To, to best sports. And then the other... The other rankings I'm going to go through is the the all important. Where do the Scottish players place rankings? So the highest ranked Scottish player was DJ in seventh place. Congrats. Then we have yourself in 29th place. Mm-hmm. Mr. Phil McGuinness in 34th place. 
then where is there's me in 59th place and and can't I've missed Dan Ryan where is he he must be further up There it was, Daniel Ryan. There he goes, using his Sunday name. That's why I can't see him. Uh, he, he was 44th. Right. So, yeah. So, DJ, you, Phil, Dan, and me was the, the final Scottish positions for Carnage. And as predicted, I am the worst KO player. So, you can all thank me when KO don't get nerfed. <laughs> we can create some beauty house. Oh, please, please, please send me beer. <laughs> so on, on that note, and given, obviously, you got a 2-3 and you finished above Phil, who I think was 3-1-1. Yeah. Um, let's discuss soft scoring. Well, the first thing we need to remember is I, because of Chicken Gate, because of my game one opponent with the Guild of Summoners, yes. I got 10 TP that in any other scenario I'm not getting. Which, if we take 10 TP off your total score, you end up one space behind Phil. Yeah. So it's worth pointing out that, like that, mm. that did move you up. And I guess for the sake of, for for DJ, yeah, for DJ it helped him quite a lot as well. He would drop from, I guess, 7th to around 15th, 16th. There's a few folk around the, the same score there so mm. definite and oh that's what it was in, it was nick wasn't it? it was other player that he played yeah because yeah nick we had a big chat about because it, it was nick who had to win the painting thing yes because he got you know full painting points he got you know a lot of favorite player votes a lot of clean mm. game votes and a decent number of secondaries but i think but he was playing was it dan on game He's only one in four or two in three. Yeah. He, he's in 16th. Yeah. Because he's played yeah. to the he went one and He went one and four. Yeah, and is in 16th place. Yeah, going into that game, all of us, going into game five, all of us, me, you, Dan, and Mark, were all in one win. Yeah. Yeah. And so, got two wins in the end. So, yeah, he must have lost to Dan. So, yeah, that. The soft scoring has had a huge impact in some ways, but also even without the soft scoring, Russ Veal still won the event. So that's worth mentioning that it didn't change who won the event overall. Yeah, I mean the person who went, one of the people who went five and all won the event. Who knew, you know? Yeah, I think the only thing it changes is. Oh, I've done that wrong. Yeah, first, no, sorry, first was. Yeah, with the soft scores, it's Russ, Mike, and Ferran. So, yeah. like, it does, you know, that flips that, but in pure gaming, it's Russ, Ferran, and Mike. So, Ferran and Mike do flip depending on the. Mm-hmm. Depending on the soft scores, yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, there's like five points in it because Mike got all the secondaries. He absolutely smashed the secondaries. Yeah. So, what do we think? Well, no, it's worth as well, just before we get to this, bearing in mind, this was all in the pack. 
none of this was secret. Yeah, you just you just beat me to it there. I mean, everybody who went to the event knew what they were signing up for because the pack was out. It's not like they rocked up to the event, then saw the pack, then went, oh shit, hang on a second, I'm not got no way of achieving these secondaries. Yeah, wait, and, yeah, I fucked it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna lose out because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all there, and it was there for a while. So. Yeah. So. I like it. Yeah, um, I, I do as well. I think it was refreshing to see. It is. It's very heavy. Um. So I think that is definitely something that not everyone's going to like because of that. It's something that. Now I've, I've said before I've wanted to do something different with Blue I can't do it this year because it's, I think it's too. It's, it's, it's too short notice because of how far in advance Bruno gets spoken about and mm-hmm. the fact that I did pre-sell some tickets last year to help with the, covering the cost of the event. But I think it's worth mentioning that going forward to Bruno, so next year's Bruno, I will almost guarantee will feature something along these lines. Um, because I want to promote a more, I guess, more chilled out, slightly different vibe of an event. It's the last event of the year. I'd rather do something like this. So um, it's definitely got me thinking like that. It's also, as I was saying to you as well, prior to this, got me thinking that for Summer Carnage, this is going to affect what army I take more. Because it's well, it's fair enough reading how much points you get out of the secondaries, but until you see it in action, I don't think it really clicked with me how much of an impact it would have on the game. Oh, absolutely. So... At that time, it's definitely going to be into major consideration, right? Look at these secondaries. So, like, one of them was Smash a Terrain Piece. Now, I don't have a monster in my army, so I'm already thinking, right, which of my armies, if I don't want to take KO, all my other armies have monsters. So, I'm now looking, okay, maybe I won't take KO. I might take, you know, my, my Stone Guard Lubineth I've been wanting to paint up for a while, finish off painting them, you know, mm. to take them down. So, yeah, it's it's something that I, I think is really nice. It's something that I don't think should be in every event, and I think Alex would say that himself. It's it's a nice, different event, and I think that's something that we could use up here is events that are slightly... Mm. Because we're, we're selling out events so quickly now, I'd like to think the scene can support different. events going off the beaten path a little bit. It also felt like it encompassed, like the whole hobby rather than yeah. gaming. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a very valid position to take as well. That yes, it's a tournament, and yes, you can have separate gaming awards, but it does, as you say, reward the entire hobby. It rewards, your, it rewards you playing the missions. It rewards you playing the secondary objectives. It rewards you, you get points for being, you know, your sports votes and your clean gamer votes got you two points each as well. Your your painting was ten point minimum plus five for if they felt you'd gone above and beyond plus another five if you were nominated for best painted. So mm-hmm. all of this comes into you know such a huge part of your score. So I think at the end of the day, I think the gaming score is what is it what 60, 50, 60 percent of your overall score was just from the playing. Mm-hmm. So the secondary, the soft scores make up a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, if you could we sat and calculated, I, I was, when you told me 
I was 29th on two wins. I almost crashed the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we sat it there and we took all those points. Well, you can check if you've got... Because I think the ladder's still... Yeah, the ladder's still hidden on Stats and Ladders. But if you go on Stats and Ladders on your phone and go to the homepage, you can, I think you can still see where you were. Yeah, that's a, that's a wee, wee shift he's in on. So I, I actually draw points because of the soft scores. I go from 57 to 59. Um, I'm just cleaning a nice guy. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I drop even, I'm actually 56. I go from 56 to 59. To I drop three places. Um, right, so looking at stats and ladders, 49. Sorry, Kim. Yeah, so 49 on pure gaming, but playing mm-hmm. into the pack, which is, you know, obviously a thing, you jump 20 places. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty monstrous. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's absolutely huge, but it's not. And there'll be people that will be like, oh, well, that's not right. Well, it is right, because that's what the pack was. Yeah, it's just Alex's event. That's, that's yeah, it. That was the scoring system in play. Everyone knew it. You take advantage of it or you don't. Yeah, you bought a ticket. No yeah. one. Yeah. But I, I think it was. I think it was really well received because there was nobody. I think. Coming away from the event, going, "Oh my god, I got like five wins. I came nineteenth. Yeah, I mean, I feel that, and wins still, you know, obviously still a huge part of it. And I'm not. I'm not taking that away from anything. I think people know what Carnage is at this point. I certainly knew what Carnage was before going to it. But I didn't appreciate it until I see it after the after the fact. Um so you you read it and you digest it, but yeah, it's just putting yeah. it in the bracket and yeah. playing it. Being exactly. It. Sometimes you need to see how something works before you can really appreciate it. And this was definitely one of those times. So I think everyone else going is, you know, a multiple time. Also there's new folk going as well. We were. Um there's a lot of new people there, a lot of returning faces. And I think people, like I say, know what Carnage is at this point. Alex does never hides that away. It's who he is, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's it's a great thing we can have these events within Age of Sigmar. We're not struggling for players so much; we have to play just box AOS. We can do we can have these events that go off the beaten path, and they're still selling out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think an event like that up here would be fine. I, I'd like to think so. I think it's be something that I'd like to work towards for next year is. Um, Brewdog, Farhammer Brewdog next year will be something along these lines. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a direct copy of, of Alex's pack because that's, you know, cheating. But I do like the scoring weighting. It's something I'm going to play around with, I think, over the next year, thinking about things and and playing about with ideas. So on, on the note of Farhammer Brewdog, the those of you know who, who well, thankfully nobody actually sent me money yesterday. Um, I postponed the sales of tickets a week because I want to iron out a few things. So I'm going to get this up either today or tomorrow. So the tickets will be on sale. God, is it the first? Is Friday the first? No. Friday is the second. So Friday the second of June will be when tickets for Brewdog go on sale for Famhammer Brewdog for the end of the, for November this year. The details will be on my Twitter, which is at Farmhammer. 
Um, and I expect it to probably sell out, I think. I think I'd be surprised if it didn't. I dare but, say. Yeah. But say, saying that now, I probably jinxed myself. Um, <laughs> so it just won't be it for us. Well, true. But yeah, so that, that's, that's going to be going on sale. That's going to be £60 a ticket. And I will have a pack out with all that information soon. Obviously, we won't know scoring missions or anything like that because we will have going to be a new GHB by then. But more immediately, you have onslaught in Indeed. was it six weeks, five yeah. weeks, six weeks? Yeah, about that. Seventh and eighth of July. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's gonna be good. So we're kind of waiting to see if we're gonna get a GHB soon. Otherwise, it's gonna be current GHB. Yeah, well, because we were talking about this in spoons on the Friday. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the pack. Well, I'm making some tweaks to the pack tomorrow. I'm going to finalise and get out tomorrow. Um, what I think I'm going to do is if the new handbook is out a week before, so people can like buy it and see it and stuff like that. Yeah, so this submission is what, the first? Yes. Aye. So we're saying if the pack is out, if the GHB is out by the 24th out by the 24th of June, yeah, it'll be valid. Yeah, and what I'll do is I'll obviously give people like that little bit extra time if needed to get their lists in. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is I'll probably just like read through the missions, I'll pull out the obvious like um, knife to the heart. Speak, speaking of missions, I do have one beef. Twists oh. and turns was rolled for game five and it was re-rolled. <laughs> was it? I didn't know that. Number 11 came up on game five and somebody shouted we already had it, but we hadn't. So sad. And it was re-rolled. So we almost had twists. I mean, twists and turns game five, I think would have been hilarious. But I, I'm very much aware I'm in the minority that thinks that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of glad that we didn't. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll look through. I'll look through the scenarios. I'll keep an eye on Twitter and social media and stuff like that, and see what scenarios are tilting people the most. Yeah. And then what I think I'll do is I'll pull them out, and I might just have random scenarios in the day of the yep. ones that I'll keep in. Um, yep. like put them in envelopes, and then someone can just draw them. Yep. I'll just take out the obvious, like like I said, knife to the heart esque. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah. And I guess the big dinosaur in the room. What's your thoughts on Seraphon? Well, I've got a few thoughts. Um, I know there's a lot of Seraphon fans out there and are quite keen. And I know I've said in the FAQ, sorry, in the pack that I wouldn't let a battle to him without an FAQ. But I think with the current rate, the books are coming out. And yes, it's going to slow down with new 40k, but the rate it's been of late. I think if you took that mentality, because it'll happen again at some point. If yeah. you took that mentality, then you're going to be maybe like a good month before people get to play with their books. Yeah, and I think as well, if we don't have them in tournaments, there's no feedback to fix the broken problems. Some, yeah. ter- some tournaments have to let them in so we can see what the problems are. Mm-hmm. I feel. So if you're terminating, so I mean I get it. It's up to the TOs if they want to or not. But I think 
for for my event, I'll do the same. I think unless a book comes out and it's like completely borked, like yeah. we're talking leagues of Votan level nonsense <laughs> that was you know FAQ before it was even up for pre order, pretty much. Um, I will I'll I'll let books in and do a wee pass at it as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things straight away from the Seraphim book. There's just a flat no. Like <laughs> there's some shenanigans. Um, I can't Teleport, teleporting into combat or something. I believe is a yeah. There's one. There's one ability where you can deploy or you can move to within nine of the slam. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say that you you can't move. It also doesn't say that you can't move into combat. Yeah. And obviously, if you go for like a spell portal, then you can you know, chuck a chuck yeah. a to the portal, and then you can. Basically, a spell portal. So, if anybody's listening to the podcast and you're thinking that's going to happen, it's not. <laughs> yeah, stop it now. Um, <laughs> the other thing that is also not going to happen, so you know, stop buying up all the shit, is the <laughs> the scar there on Agrodon has got an ability to boost the range of Agrodon units by one. Mm-hmm. But the way it's worded, you could take multiple Scarvets. <laughs> so you could yeah. have like five inch combat range. Yeah, I think they got a maximum of like three anyway or something. But um, yeah. I think for every rage point, you get two attacks and you're aggroed on or some <laughs> shenanigans like that. So you could effectively take three Scarvets and go right there. You go, there's three rage points straight away and then your aggregons go in and just eat everything. Yeah. That's also, if you're thinking of doing that, Stop it. yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so basically, it's, it's, it's apply common sense. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna put a, a blanket. All teleports must be nine inches away from an enemy unit. You cannot move after it, and you cannot use. Like, um, like there's something in the OBR book where it says you can't use this spell through a spell portal type of thing. Yeah. So I'll just put that in there as well, you know. Yeah. So it has, be, it has to be within nine of the slam, and you can't move after it, and you've got to be nine away. It's your standard yeah, teleport shit. The thing is, if you don't agree with that FAQ, then you just don't play Seraphon. Yeah, exactly. But I know there are a lot of Seraphon people in the community. There so are. I don't want to stop them playing their new book and their new models. No, but you don't want to ruin yes. everyone else's weekend either. Yeah, because they want to play with the new models. New models are out next week, and they want to get the new toys on the board. And ultimately, it is a weekend of playing with your toy soldiers. And that is it. Playing with toy soldiers, and it gives people to feel bad. But you know, also the, the flip on that is that you teleporting into combat like the old Vanguard wing bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also for other people's weekends as well. So yeah. So for those out there that are listening and are coming to onslaught and thinking of doing that, you can't. <laughs> So I guess just on that note before we finish up, any questions you have about Seraphon abilities, just message Mark now. Yeah. Get 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 ahead of any issues now. And if there is an official FEQ, obviously that'll take precedence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in the event there's not one, this is what we need to do. Yeah, because the book is out next week. So you then got five weeks to onslaught. So So we should have one. Yeah, yeah, you should. But, but obviously we've also got 40k dropping we believe that, around you know in that window as well so that's going to slow down a lot of things i think mm-hmm. 
my hope is we get the FAQ out before 40k drops and then we'll be left on our own devices for a while I would imagine yeah, we'll have a new handbook as well so we'll all be quite happy just to just yeah you know play new missions and so yeah so we've, we've got onslaught coming up um we've then got tempest after that as everything it's all sold out it's <laughs> one day is like middle oh yes i've keep going, yeah. the one day is because i generally don't travel down for them so yeah it was the 29th is it um no i guess the weekend i come back from holy because I've, I've grudged cave the return of cave oh the, the, the return of the spam yeah again you're getting your shit pushed in cave <laughs> excellent love to see it <laughs> No, I've always we've always dodged each other. He's always like been on my bucket list of people to play because he's just such a wee babe. Um, the the but, puns will flow. Yeah, exactly. We're we're fighting for who's the best pun master. I'm sure he can be, you know, can set off me in second best. Yeah. <laughs> right. On that note, I will finish up for the night. It's been we're almost at the two hour mark. So there we go. Yeah, Carnage. Great event. Successful trip down south, and we'll be back. Yeah, we will be back to uh, defend our quiz crown. We will. Don't care about the ones who just care about the quiz. Ah, good for that. We yeah. shall return to be quiz champions. Mhm. Okay, we'll catch you all soon. Later.